Ahoy, and welcome to the Jolly Reader. I'm your host, Captain Book. Okay, so I took like a month off because I literally could not speak. Allie had RSV. We thought it was COVID. So she missed, well, she didn't miss school. But she ended up getting an ear infection and missed a day of school. But we had to take her to the emergency room. It was that bad. She was like gasping for air. So then I got sick and Josh got sick and I was all raspy. If you follow me on social media, I was the raspy jolly reader. Anyways, so something else today is I'm trying something new. I'm videoing myself as I do this podcast. So I'm a little self-conscious. I'm like looking at myself in the camera and I have no idea how to edit video. So we're going to figure it out. But I don't even have a YouTube channel. So I'll have to figure something out. I'll let you guys know where these videos are going, but I thought it'd be fun. A couple people suggested it, so there's that. Today, we're going to dive into One of Us is Next, which is the sequel of One of Us Was Lying, which is the last book I covered, so don't really want to recap all that, so just go back and listen to the, I think, three episodes of it, but Simon made an about that gossip app. That's like basically what you need to know. And the book is broken into two parts, like on its own, but we're not going to get all the way through part one. I'm going to do the book in thirds because it's a really thick book. There's a lot going on. There's a lot of new characters. So we're going to cover pages one through 123 and chapters one through nine. The chapters like the last book are narrated by different characters. So this time we have Maeve, who is Bronwyn's younger sister. She was in the last book. Her friend Knox, and then another girl named Phoebe. So things to look forward to. One truth and two dares. That will make sense. Aggressive non-consensual kissing on more than one occasion. Like what are we even talking about right now? Makeups and breakups and an unknown texture. So the beginning of the book starts with a list of quote unquote favorites and it has Maeve, Knox, and Phoebe, which are narrators. And then there's also like Bronwyn, Nate, Addie, and Cooper, which was like our main characters from the last book. There's Lewis and Ashton and Eli, which are people we recognize from the last book. And then there's like other names that we learn later on. I have no idea the relevance. It still hasn't even been brought up. So we'll just kind of see on that. So part one, I don't think it's called anything. Friday, March 6th. Okay, this is kind of weird. So it's a reporter and two girls and we just like kind of have the transcript of it. And they're talking about the tragic death of a classmate. And this is 18 months after Simon's death. And one of the girls is like, this death is nothing like Simon's death. And the reporter's like, were you guys close? No, we weren't close to the person that died. Mystery person. I still don't know who that person is. And then they're like, I don't know if we should be talking to you, Miss Reporter. I don't know why I assumed the reporter was a female, but there we are. So then the book starts 10 weeks before this interview after this person dies. So there's a Reddit vengeance is mine subform thread started by Bayview 2020. So Bayview 2020 is talking to a user with the username Darkest Mind. And they're asking if this was the group Simon used to use. And Darkest Mind's like, yes, but we know it was on that like 4chan or whatever. But this is like, that got shut down after Simon died. So this is like a new version of that. So Bayview 2020 says they stumbled across this site. And Darkest Mind's like, "Uh, no, you could not have. This is dedicated to revenge. It's hard to find. Like, you had to be looking for it. Then my notes say read the bottom page six and seven. So gonna do that. 
Darkest Mind's asking Bayview 2020 who they're trying to get revenge on. And it says, somebody did something horrible. It wrecked my life and so many others. Meanwhile, nothing happened to them. And I can't do anything about it. And then Darkest Mind says, same, same. We have a lot in common. It sucks when the person who ruined your life gets to walk around like always as if what they did doesn't matter i beg to disagree with your conclusion though there's always something you can do because earlier they said there's nothing you can do about it so that's just like i don't know foreshadowing and it's all creepy whatever so six minutes later can we get into chapter one chapter one mave monday february 17th so mave is a junior and that's obviously bronwyn's sister and bronwyn's a freshman in college she went to Yale. Shocker. So Maeve talks about her friend Knox, who's another narrator of ours. That was her first boyfriend. They were like better off as friends and didn't like, I don't know. It's like kind of weird. They both talk about it, and but they won't really get into like, oh, we were better off. They're best friends. They hang out all the time, but they dated too. And everyone thinks it's weird. And we, it's just something we don't talk about. Okay. So <laughs> I feel attacked. So Knox moves from Kansas. I think they're in California or something. I'm not really sure exactly where they are. So anyways, he moves from Kansas and Maeve says that's why he can't handle spicy food. Okay. I live in Nebraska right now. I used to live in Kansas and I grew up in Indiana. I love spicy food. My Crohn's, not so much. But like to say that since he's from Kansas, that's why he doesn't like spicy food, come for me. Any other Midwestern spicy lovers out there need to hear from you. So anyways, they're at this cafe that Lewis, which is Cooper's catcher best friend guy from the last book, his parents own it and Addie works there. So does the other girl, Phoebe. That's the other narrator. And this, I, okay. So it talks about Maeve being superstitious. She like spills salt, has thrown over her shoulder. She like said when she had cancer, she would make deals with God. Oh, if this goes right my cancer will go away. I don't know. Anyway, so they're watching Cooper on the TV at this cafe. Cooper pitch a college game. She makes a deal. If he wins, I'll have a good year at school. We'll get back to that. So random side note, Eli, who was the lawyer that got Nate out of jail, him and Ashton, who's Addie's older sister, are engaged. That's talked about a ton. And that's how like everyone's connected. It's really weird. So Nate walks in. I guess he's probably a townie. We all know he didn't go on and do other things. So he sits down next to Maeve and she says that Bronwyn and Nate started dating almost a year ago and he's like a brother to her. They're on a break for the third time since Bronwyn left for Yale. Ugh, get ready. They're in a pattern of inseparable arguing, breaking up and getting back together, which oddly works for both of them. That shouldn't work for anyone. That's like the weirdest. No. Bronwyn's desperate. Yuck. And Nate, like, doesn't know what he wants. I hate it. Okay, so anyways, Bronwyn's, like, asking if Nate's there. She's, like, texting. How does she know? She, like, senses it. Anyways, she's texting Maeve. So then Lewis joins them, and Maeve, like, kind of comments to us that she thinks Lewis is hot. Duh. But she's learned her lesson about liking older guys after the whole Simon thing, because if we remember, she, like, I think it was like a soccer player and she liked him. And then she was like dancing on the table at that party or whatever. Anyways, Nate notices Maeve's reaction to Lewis. Who doesn't? Like a bunch of people talk about it. Maeve just kind of recaps for us what happens. It, well, like the Simon situation in the last book. But my favorite thing 
it, she describes Jake as a controlling trash fire, which is like my new favorite insult, calling people trash fire. Anyways, she also talks about how there was copycats of the Simon app, but no one could do it like Simon did it. Like people would only put out rumors that everyone already knew or they would get shut down or whatever. So back to the baseball game. Cooper does really well at his first college game. And then they bring in a relief pitcher and the relief pitcher like blows the game and they lose. So Maeve's upset because of her superstition saying if the game was won, she would have had like a good year. So now it's a sign that she's going to have a bad year. Whatever. So chapter two, Phoebe, Tuesday, February 18th. So Phoebe's dad died three years ago. (laughs) They talk about it a ton. So her mom, everyone's all connected too. So her mom's helping Eli and Ashton plan their wedding. They also live in the apartment across the hall from Eli. I would assume he's living there, Ashton and Addie. And she has an older sister named Emma and a younger brother named Owen. Phoebe's sister, Emma, is like tight-laced and Phoebe's not. We'll learn that later. And they were all close before their dad died and like their whole family fell apart. Blah, blah, blah. Typical. That's what happens. So Emma drives Phoebe and her friend Jules to school. And Jules, I'm sorry. She's a preppy idiot. And like, she's just really annoying. She wants to date Nate like really, really bad. And she like, Bronwyn's out of the picture. I want to date him. It's it's annoying. So Phoebe says she feels caught in the middle because she works at the cafe with Addie. And Addie's like friends with Bronwyn. So big who cares? Like. Nate's toxic. Her friend's an idiot. End of story. So it mentions, which this is kind of weird now, like reading my notes, but it mentions that Emma is tutoring Sean, this kid, this rich kid, whatever. But it comes back around like who this Sean person is. So I don't know. Like when I first wrote that note, I didn't realize there was going to be a connection, but there is. So Phoebe mentions that she feels bad about what happened at Jules' Christmas party, but we don't know what that is. We find out though. So... They get to school and Phoebe gets a text asking her to meet under the bleachers. We all know what that means. And Phoebe gets out of the car, even though she knows she shouldn't meet up with this person. And her sister and Jules like pretty much know what's going on. Like they might not know who she's meeting, but they know like she's going to go like hook up with someone, which by the way, they're outside. This would not work the way my school was set up. Like you, it would be way too obvious that you're under there and you're like way far away from the school if you were like coming from there. I don't know. Just like hook up in your car or something like a normal teenager. Anyways, so Phoebe goes and meets this guy named Brandon, who's the quarterback of the football team. He's like a star player. He's being scouted, blah, 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 like Cooper, but he's not as nice as him. Like she describes him as an a-hole and... They're there to hook up, obviously. They're, like, making out and getting handsy and whatever. And there's a text message that they both get to a link for, like, a fake about that. I will read it. Page 33. I think it's called about that. I don't know. So it says... Oh, it has the about that logo. So it says, pay attention, Bayview High. I'm only going to explain the rules once. Here's how we play Truth or Dare. I'll send a prompt to one person only, and you can't tell anyone if it's you. Don't spoil the element of surprise. It makes me cranky, and I'm not nearly as nice when I'm cranky. You get 24 hours to text your choice back. Pick truth, and I'll reveal one of your secrets. 
pick dare and I'll give you a challenge. Either way, we'll have a little fun and relieve the monotony of our tedious existence. Come on, Bayview. You know you've missed this. So, ugh. So Brandon, like, thinks it's a joke. And they're, like, making out again. It's so stupid. Like, she drops her phone. He almost steps on it. She's like, I need my phone. He's like, I'll buy you a new one. Because, you know, it's so passionate. They're, like, 16 and all. So, anyways, Phoebe gets another text. But it's just to her. Phoebe, you're up first. Text back with your choice. Should I reveal a truth or will you take a dare? Chapter 3. Knox. Wednesday, September... No. February, September, February 19th. Knox works for Eli at Until Proven. It's like an internship. I'm not sure if he gets paid. I wrote unpaid, but now I'm thinking that's not right. So anyways, he talks about being the forgotten about invisible guy. The nice guy like finishes last. His dad ignores him. Like Phoebe tripped over him when trying to get to Brandon at the cafe. I don't know. Like, big who cares? I like Knox. I like his character, but I'm annoyed with this narrative, like, good guys finish last. It's just, like, way overdone. So, he talks about going... This is weird, but I also feel like it's going to come back around. So, he talks about going from the mall to the bus stop, and there's, like, a parking garage that's under construction, and you have to jump down to get to a path, and he's afraid of heights, and... I don't know. It just talks about like how kids have broken in there and gone that way and they're not supposed to. So Knox mentions that it's been over 24 hours, the deadline given by the unknown texter person, and they haven't heard anything and no one knows who the text went out to, but like obviously we know it went out to Phoebe. So then Knox talks about his job with Until Proven and it used to be Bronwyn's job and then Maeve didn't want it, so he applied And he mentions that his dad owns a construction company and his dad hired Nate and treats Nate like the son he always wanted, basically, because Knox is like not handy and in the school play and whatever, whatever. Knox briefly talks about his four sisters who are all older than them. They're like in a group text questioning about his love life, whatever. Then another text comes in. Read page 43. Oh, yeah. Bombs are about to drop. It gets crazy pretty quick in this one. Okay, so it says, Tisk, no response from our first player. That means you forfeit. I expect better from you, Phoebe. No fun at all. Now I get to reveal your secret in true about that style. Turn the page. Phoebe slept with her sister Emma's boyfriend. <gasps> Ba-ba-bam. So Knox is like confused because he didn't know Emma even had a boyfriend. And because she's like super focused on school. And it's like super quiet. Oh, there's more on bottom of page 44. Okay. Sorry, book. Oh, okay. So there's like an- another text. And it says, what's that, babe, you? You didn't know? Shame. You're behind on your gossip. Here's a little advice for the next time we play. Always take the dare. That comes back around. So chapter four. <laughs> we get more into the whole boyfriend thing later. Maeve, Thursday, February 20th. See here. Maeve talks about being at the cafe when Emma showed up to confront Phoebe. Emma says, is it true? Is that why you've been acting so weird? She's saying this to Phoebe. Then she asked if they were dating, like if Emma and this guy were dating at the time of the hookup. And Phoebe says, no, it was after. So I think they like go home or something because like Maeve doesn't see any more of the conversation. So she thinks about reaching out to Phoebe. They aren't exactly friends, but 
it would be the right thing to do. She decides not to, but then later on she does. Whatever. So, oh man, I forgot about this part. Okay. So Maeve's eating breakfast and her mom talks about getting tickets for Into the Woods for when Bronwyn gets home. Big who cares, but that they talk about plays a lot, which I don't have any problem with plays, but there's like not enough relevance to put it in this episode. So anyways, Maeve talks about how her mom doesn't really like Nate and thinks Bronwyn's too young for a serious relationship. Uh, not Maybe not too young, but uh, they're too toxic to be in a relationship. Okay, here we go. Get ready. Buckle. Um, <laughs> Maeve freaks out for like two pages because she gets a nosebleed. She talks about every time the leukemia came back, it would start with a nosebleed. And then she talks about the treatment and like when she was 12 she promised she would never go through that again okay my dad had leukemia for six years he passed away from it so like i totally know i'm not the nosebleed thing but like uh the treatment like i was reading i was like yep 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 i've been through this it's horrible so whatever i can explain it if need be so anyways she doesn't tell her mom that she had a nosebleed and that the leukemia might be back she just like says oh it wasn't bleeding that bad i'm i'm fine i'm fine okay so later mave and Knox are at lunch and they're talking and they're both surprised that emma even had a boyfriend and they had no clue like who this boyfriend could be or if he went to their school or whatever and then there's this girl named lucy she's super annoying she chimes in she's a drama queen she like thinks she's better than everyone she says that everyone should ignore the text game and that it's dangerous and like their school is susceptible to gossip like this or whatever. And then her boyfriend, I don't know if it's her boyfriend. Someone's like, you just spent like 20 minutes talking about this. Obviously, you're not too worried about it. And then she says that she thinks we barely, I like forgot about this kid. Okay, so there's this kid named Matthias and she thinks he's behind this new gossip text thing. So apparently like there was uh imposter about that, it's like after Simon died and Matthias, I don't know if this is like confirmed, but he was behind one of them, but he would only put out rumors that were like already known, like Maven Knox broke up, like big who cares, whatever. And he's just kind of like creepy loner, whatever. So Maeve doesn't think it's Matthias. She like feels bad for him, knows how it can be hard to be like an outcast or whatever. So then there's this disgusting human being, Sean, who also is being tutored by, what's her name? Uh, the sister. Uh, what is her name? I don't remember. Phoebe's sister. Anyways, he's Brandon, who Phoebe's hooking up with, best friend. And he starts saying all this horrible stuff to Phoebe. He's like, oh, if you and your sister want someone else to share, you guys can double team me. And then, like, he tells Brandon not to be greedy because they all know he's hitting that. And Phoebe, oh, rock star. She embarrasses him and says, thanks, but no thanks. If I wanted to be bored and disappointed, I just watch you play baseball. I love it. She's fantastic. She she slapped him with her words. So anyways, Sean, the butt, gets (laughs) sent to the principal because there's, like, this huge lunch guy employee that's like, go to the office. So under his breath, he calls Phoebe a slut. And the lunch guy's like, just get out of there. So then Sean's like, Phoebe started it. She came on to me and insulted me all at once. Which, by the way, is not a girl move. That's a guy move. But still, she didn't do any of that. So then Maeve's like, Sean's a liar. (laughs) And he's like, no one asked you, 
cancer girl and she's like oh good one but you know like she's really worried about it right now no one knows that but her heart sinks about it you know so anyways jules the friend of phoebe gets her outside being all good friend or whatever and Maeve asks if phoebe's all right but lucy that know-it-all girl interjects and she says you shouldn't have to put up with this maybe we should tell the principal i'm thinking we'd be better off without our phones oh because like earlier the principal was like if there's any bowling or there's any more of these apps or whatever i'm gonna take everyone's phones so phoebe gets mad and like cuts her off and yells at lucy and she's like don't you dare like tell the principal dare get it truth or dare and we know phoebe got the text whatever chapter five phoebe thursday february 20th phoebe is helping her brother with spelling he's like a boy genius but his mom hasn't let him move up a grade because he's immature whatever he's cool so then her sister emma comes home and owen goes to his room and the girls talk and emma asks phoebe why she slept with a boyfriend and phoebe says that he was at a christmas party at jules house Emma's furious and then says like, oh, so your reason's proximity, which is, uh, I don't know. I found that hilarious, but Phoebe's like thinking and telling us all the reasons, even though they're not good. So she's like saying to us, I was drunk. They were broken up. She wanted her sister's attention because like after the dad died, they like weren't as close. So then Emma tells her that Derek, this is the boyfriend was her only one, like the only person she had sex with. And Phoebe tells us that she's had more than one. (laughs) I don't, that's how they explain it. But like, they're talking about having sex. She's been with more than one boy or whatever, but like she doesn't always have sex with the boys only when it feels right. And then after hooking up with Derek, she like started hooking up with Brandon because she kind of felt like, oh, maybe this is what I deserve. I don't know. It's kind of depressing. She's going to be like the Addy of our story, I think. So Anyways, Phoebe's explaining, I didn't mean it, blah, blah, blah. And she says Derek's name. And Emma like screams at her and she's like, stop saying his name. I hate you. I hate him. I never want to talk to you guys the rest of my life. And then she like goes to her room and slams the door. So Phoebe leaves the apartment and she runs into Addie in the hall and they talk about wedding things, meaningless, whatever. And then Phoebe just kind of says like, it gives her hope because Addie turned her whole life around after these rumors of her cheating on her boyfriend and all the stuff that happened in the last book. So then Phoebe's looking through her text messages and she gets one from her best friend Jules. And she's just like, why didn't you tell me you hooked up with Derek? She's kind of annoyed she found out the same way the whole school found out. But she's like, I don't judge you, even though that was really messed up thing to do. Like whatever. And then Phoebe gets a text from Maeve. So Maeve did decide to reach out to her. But she doesn't know how to respond, but she is, like, glad that Maeve reached out to her. And then she gets a text from Brandon saying, come over. My parents are out, wink. Like, ew. I I literally put yuck. And then she talks about how she knows Brandon never cared about her. And him laughing at her in the lunchroom was, like, on point with his stupid personality. And she deletes his number and the text message. So, you go, girlfriend. Then she gets a text from another unknown number. And it said, but like, this is a text that went out to everybody. So it says, well, that was fun, wasn't it? Who's up for another round? The next player will be contacted soon. TikTok. So <laughs> I think I'm going to have to get like a ticking, like a clock sound effect because he says TikTok at the end of like all his stuff. I'm assuming it's a boy. Hmm. Sorry. Might be a girl. Maybe it's Derek. So anyways, Phoebe tells us. Oh, she just like talks about how the thing that really hooked people in on this text message thing is like the same with the Simon 
like when Simon was live, like everyone's curious what's going to happen next. And like, this is how she feels about this unknown puppet master. Chapter six, Knox, Saturday, February 22nd, which ironically is the day me and my husband got engaged. I don't know if it was a Saturday though. Anyways, so we're getting to know Knox a little better. He's hanging out with his older, oldest sister, Kirsten, 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 who's 30 years old, my age, and he has four sisters. They all have K names, blah, blah, blah. The next oldest, Katie, she's getting married. I said, not sure if I, it's relevant. They're like, he's in a group text with all his sisters obsessing about this wedding. Then they're like talking, Kirsten and him are talking to the dad and... Knox talks about how his dad basically ignores him and like I've mentioned this before like is in love with Nate thinks Nate's like a great worker and like so smart and wishes his son was like that and Knox says my dad really wanted me to play sports ball sports ball which one specifically anyways but Knox does plays and stuff so his dad he says like his dad really gets along with Kirsten even though he's like straight laced, she's like a bleeding hearts lesbian. Knox is basically saying like, my dad can accept her and get along with her. Like, I wish he would do that with me because I'm surrounded by too many females and I need a male to help me through puberty. So anyways, before they leave him and his sister, his dad brings up that kids have been cutting through the construction site and they're going to like block it off or fix it or something. And Knox lies and says like, oh, I don't know anything about that, but we know he used that to get to the bus stop. And later, his sister's like, you need to work on your poker face. Okay, dad knows you're a liar. So Kirsten and Knox go get food at this wing place. And she brings up Knox and May breaking up. This is what I was saying. Like, people talk about it, but I don't know. He just says they were better off as friends. I don't know, like, what's going on with that. So then Maeve texts Knox, inviting him to hang out Friday with a bunch of other people since Bronwyn will be in town. Boo. Then Knox also talks about feeling lost because he used to love being in plays, but now he's the lead out of convenience because there's not a lot of other guys and it's not like in his vocal range and he just doesn't know what to do with his life. He's just kind of like having a crisis, a little lost. So they get to Wing Zone. That's the restaurant. And there's a huge crowd. And that weird kid, their description, not mine, Matthias comes up to him and he's never talked to Knox before. So Knox is like, uh, what? And Matthias is said Matthias Matthias says it's the chicken, and there's like this big inflatable chicken on Wing Zone, like on top. And the town people complain about it because it's like trashy and not how they want to represent the town or whatever. So Knox looks up at the town or the town looks up at the town chicken. No, the chicken at uh, Wing Zone, and the Bayview Wildcat mascot costume head is on top of the chicken. So it's like an oversized cat chicken thing now. And Matthias says, don't you get it? Always take the dare. So like, obviously, this is part of the game. And Kirsten asks, like, what was that all about? And Knox is like, I don't know. But then he obviously knows. So he checks his phone and it like there's a text that says, dare, put the Bayview wildcat mascots head on the wing zone chicken status achieved by sean congrats sean nice work sean a bunch of people are all excited and think sean's awesome for it he is the worst we'll get into that like i already don't like him and then so Knox reasonably hates sean there we go and there's no consequences for him and guys like him and brandon so Knox knows that they're not friends and nor is this unknown texture 
So I just kind of have like side note. The way Knox talks about this sounds like the original like Bayview 2020 in the Reddit form. Like someone did something horrible. Meanwhile, nothing happens to them and I can't do anything about it. Like kind of sounds like something he would say, but not confirmed. Chapter 7. Maeve, Thursday, February 27th. So Maeve and Bronwyn are talking and it's annoying is what my notes say. So Bronwyn says that her and Nate may have broken up for good. (sighs) I'm so upset. Not. So (laughs) Bronwyn's being picked up by Evan, who is that mathlete, her ex, who she dated for like five seconds. Because there's an old mathlete team meetup and they're going to go watch a superhero movie or whatever. And Evan was at her school, like at Yale for something, for his school a month ago or something, whatever. So Maeve basically calls Bronwyn out for like complaining about Nate, but then going out with Evan and she like needs to get her life together. And Maeve brings up that this part is so weird that Evan was so devastated when Bronwyn dumped him for Nate at the end of our last book that he was like writing poems and like really upset about it. And I was like, he barely even cared about their relationship and didn't even come to a recital and stuff like where was this? Like, now all of a sudden he's all all interested. So anyways, then Maeve talks about the text that went out. I think she talks about it to us or whatever. The text that went out yesterday from the unknown number that the next player has been contacted, TikTok. And Maeve does a Google search of Simon's old screen name from that 4chan thread. I talked about it a lot in the last book. So she finds that the original thread got shut down but there's a new one called vengeance is mine which is like the same name as the 4chan one it's like connected to simon but the username's not used obviously he's dead so there is a conversation between the username jellyfish and the darkest mind who was in our first section and jellyfish says that simon got caught so i don't care what he had to say there's like more of the conversation But then the darkest mind says, Simon taught us well, don't be so obvious. Because this, like, jellyfish is like, I hate my teacher, I want to kill him. So anyways, I don't know. It's, I'm sure it's going to be like this aha moment. But like, I can't give you a lot of information now because I don't know what the heck is going on. So anyways, then Lewis comes in. Obviously, his parents own the restaurant. He's studying hospitality and he wants to open his own restaurant. It's just like adorable, whatever. So Lewis says, what's up to Maeve? And I laughed at this so hard, but in her head, she's like, probably my white blood cell count, which (sighs) it's a cancer reference, but like, oh my God. So he's flirting with Maeve. It's obvious to us, but she likes him, but she thinks like he's out of her league and he flirts with everyone. Okay. Normally, I would scream about this because he's a freshman in college and she's a junior, but I have to remember that they're probably like only three years apart in age. Normally, if he wasn't such a nice guy, I'd be pretty annoyed about this. Like, it would be super weird if Addie was going after Knox, I feel like, as a society, we would not accept that. So this is like, I'm rooting for it because it's a book and not real people. But in real life, I think it's a little weird that a college student wants to date a junior in high school. I'm just saying that. Okay. So Lewis is talking about, she, he like casually all slick or whatever brings up, oh, and your boyfriend knocks. And she's like, uh, we broke up a long time ago. And Lewis is like, oh, interesting. Hmm. So Lewis obviously likes indoor. So he goes back to work and Phoebe comes over and she tells Maeve that Maeve should go for it because Lewis likes her, blah, blah, blah. 
don't be one of those girls that doesn't know you're pretty Maeve, blah, blah, blah. So Maeve tells Phoebe she's here if Phoebe needs someone to talk to because she went through this gossip harassment with her sister last year, blah, blah, blah. Maeve also wonders if Phoebe's sister is mad at the boyfriend, Derek, because it takes two to tango. I'm with Maeve on that one. Then Maeve wants to figure out how whoever's writing the posts found out about the hookup with Derek and Phoebe because Derek doesn't go to the school and supposedly like no one else knew. And we find out like Derek was at this party at Jules Christmas thing at her house because he was friends with her cousin and Maeve's just like, we need to like keep an eye on this connection because obviously like who's this cousin? How are these people connected? How do they know about this? Nothing's a coincidence. So Maeve shows Phoebe what she's been reading on her laptop, which is that like conversation between Darkest Mind and Jellyfish. And it's gone. And a new post pops up like when they refresh the screen from Darkest Mind and between Darkest Mind and Jellyfish. And Darkest Mind's like, yeah, Simon did get caught, but his inspiration lives on in Bayview and he would love the game we're playing right now. Or I'm playing right now. So, like, Darkest Mind is the person sending out the text. Chapter 8. Phoebe. Friday, February 28th. So, (laughs) Phoebe and Emma share a bedroom, which makes things a lot more awkward than I originally thought. So, when Emma stormed off and ran to her bedroom, she ran to their bedroom. (laughs) So, anyways, Emma's at the library and Owen's in his room. Oh, my gosh. I forgot about this part. Okay, this gets horrible. So, not this part, but Phoebe's texting Jules about hanging out, like, later that night. Ugh, okay, they talk about this a lot. There's this pre-bachelorette party thing for Ashton at the cafe. She's not even there, but whatever. But Cooper might be coming. Tons of other people are trying to go because Cooper's, like, famous sports ball person. Jules wasn't going to go, so she was like, we can hang out later. But then she's like, oh, will Nate be there? Because then I'll be there. Or whatever. Then she, like, FaceTimes. What outfit should I wear? Is this slutty enough? Whatever. Big who cares. So Phoebe gets off the phone and someone's at her door. Buckle up. It's Icky Brandon. So he says, because she lives in an apartment building, you have to, like, beep in to get into the building. So he says this old lady let him in because that's just how it works for the world of Brandon's or whatever. I don't know. It's just, like, supposed to say that awful people just, like, get to... Of course, someone would just let him in, you know? So he's trying to hook up with Phoebe, like, right there, and she does not want it. And he's like, what's wrong? And she's like, uh, you were laughing at me and going along when Sean was being super creepy at lunch and, like, trying to have a threesome with me and my sister or whatever. And he's like, it wasn't a big deal. Can't you just take a joke? Stop being a tease. Uh, I'm triggered. A tease? She even says, she's like, so if I hook up with you, I'm a slut. And if I don't hook up with you, I'm a tease. Like, what about what I want? I was like, girl, Phoebe, yes. So he forces himself on her and is like kissing her. And she literally says, no, no, I do not want this. Stop. So he's like forcing himself on her. She manages to get her hand free and she slaps him across the face and tells him to get out. And she like shoves him. So then Owen comes out of his room and phoebe's like everything's fine brandon was just leaving brandon he's gotta say something about it so he's just like oh there's nothing to see here your sister's just being a whore and i guess your family knows all about that right especially emma and then he leaves 
And Owen's like, uh, uh, what? Do you want to talk about it? And everyone's upset, obviously. So Phoebe's like, Owen, just go to your room. I can't talk about this right now. And she starts crying. And she thinks about how if her dad didn't die, things wouldn't be this way and she wouldn't act this way or whatever. So she talks about her dad's death. It was like this freak accident. He was a supervisor at a granite manufacturing plant and he was crushed by a slab of stone on a forklift. Like, what? And then, like, it makes me wonder if this is going to come back to that construction company that Knox Dad owns, because I feel like that's something that would be connected. But anyways, so the mom got a settlement, but it wasn't enough to keep the house and stuff. That's why they live in this tiny apartment, et cetera, et cetera. Okay, so this is crazy, and I love it is what it says, and I don't remember what happens. Oh, I remember what happens. Okay, so... There's like this get together thing at the cafe with tons of people there, whatever. Cooper came. Chris is there. If we remember Cooper's boyfriend, oh my gosh, he's adorable and amazing per usual. So Maeve's there. She's looking cute and Lewis seems to notice, but Maeve's distracted. She's looking at the door. So then Nate comes in. So Maeve stands up because she was sitting next to Bronwyn so Nate can take her seat because she's like trying to play matchmaker to keep them together, which I don't understand why. So then Nate... And Bronwyn start flirting and whispering and, oh, I'm going to grab your hand and whatever. Who cares? So then they're like kind of like holding hands flirting. Evan walks in and he's like, I couldn't miss the chance to see you again, Bronwyn. Again, you left your sunglasses in my car. And Nate's like, again, um, I didn't even know you guys were seeing each other. He's like over it. So he's about to get up. Okay, here we go. Jules walks in so that's the friend and she's like dressed up she's looking good she before Nate can get out of his chair she straddles him like facing him her chest on his and starts like kissing him a bunch and then before anyone can like react she just like gets up and walks out and uh, okay shoot your shot but like also unwanted but still he he wasn't like I don't. It says Nate looked bemused, Cooper looked worried, Addie looked furious, and Bronwyn looked like she was about to cry, and Evan was grinning like he just won the lottery. So, anyways, as Jules walks out the door, she looks at Phoebe and she mouths, "Always take the dare," and I am screaming. Friday, March sixth. So this is like a month later. After not even this is like a week later. A week after this situation, there's a short interview with a reporter and the principal talking about the untimely death of another student at Bayview High. Still don't know which student it is. The principal says that it didn't happen on school grounds. I'm going to assume it happens in this weird in-between area where they cross through the construction site. Doesn't say that. I'm saying that. And then the school, she's like, the school has a zero tolerance policy towards gossip and bullying, which has been highly effective. Has it? Has it, Principal? Last chapter. Chapter 9, Monday, March 2nd. So someone's got to die in the next four days. They don't die in this episode. Sorry, we're going to have to wait until next week. I don't even know. Okay, so Knox tells us... Oh, yeah, this is Knox's chapter. Okay, so he tells us that the unknown texter sends out this, like, mass text or whatever. It says, Dare, kiss a member of the Bayview 4 status achieved by jules congrats jules the next player will be contacted soon TikTok. TikTok. um so nox is at work and he gets recognized by eli for working hard on a case blah blah, blah. it talks about it kind of irrelevant it's just like oh people are noticing him now 
And then Knox is going through the office mail and there's like a threatening letter to Eli. You messed with the wrong people. I'm going to mess you up like you messed us up. I'll enjoy watching you die. It's super explicit. I obviously edited for the episode. So then Knox is really shaken up by this. And like another coworker is like, this is super normal for Eli. Like it's fine. Cowards hide behind the screen and threaten and intimidate instead of doing something meaningful to improve their situation. And this is like supposed to like refer to the unknown texture, whatever. It's good writing. It's just not great in the format I'm putting in it. So then Knox talks about this. I don't know if this is relevant either, but there's like this chat app that his sisters wanted him to join. Whatever. They talk a lot. I don't know. It might come up. So he meets Maeve at the cafe after work. And they briefly talk about what happened with Bronwyn and Nate. Nothing new. Like, Bronwyn freaked out, obviously. She went back to Yale. There was, like, a picture of Jules and Nate making out. Whatever. Kissing. Whatever. So, Maeve tells Knox about this form that, like, she found when she was searching for Simon's username and how the post would disappear every few hours. And she talks about how it seems, like, too coincidental and, like, the other user might be involved like uh darkest mind and she wants to put a notification thing like a not a google alert but something like that so she knows when the posts get updated so then as they're talking Knox notices a like a really dark bruise on Maeve's arm and Maeve freaks out because we know she's worried about the cancer being back and like if you know about leukemia it's a blood disease so like you'll bruise really bad that's like one of the signs so Knox is worried that someone like hit her or abused her, but we know that what she's really worried about, but she assures him like, no, that's not it. I must've just bumped it, whatever. So then Owen comes into the restaurant and Knox brings up that his mom was the insurance adjuster on the workers comp settlement for when Phoebe's dad died. And she said it wasn't as much like the company did not pay out the way they should have. Basically. That's why I think it might be, I don't know. It's all intertwined. It's so weird because that would be weird if it was Knox's mom doing it for his dad's company. I don't know. So anyways, Knox reaches out to Owen and asks if he wants to play Bounty Wars, which is like this game they talk about a lot in the book. And Owen's like, oh, are you friends with Phoebe? And Knox's like, I guess because Maeve's been like friends with Phoebe since this whole like slut shaming situation. So Owen's like, oh, I'll have Phoebe invite you over sometime so we can play this game together, blah, blah, blah. Because Knox is trying to reach out to Owen because, like, obviously he doesn't have a dad. And Knox feels like, oh, if I had a, like, older brother, things would be whatever. So, anyways, this really intense kid. I say kid because they describe him as, like, a year or two older than Knox and Maeve. So, that make him, like, a senior or, like, a uh, freshman in high school. and Or, I mean, in college. And he walks in. He's looking for Phoebe. And the owner of the restaurant's, like, not going to give him any information. And he's, like... I can help you with whatever you need. The kid's like, do you not understand English or whatever? And I'm looking for Phoebe. And the owner's like, "Uh, I understand you. What do you want to order? Like, I'm not telling you about this. And the kid's just being awful. And then Lewis and his brother Manny come out of the kitchen and they're like, we'll handle this pop. Like, you can go in the back or whatever. And the intense guy like knows he's outnumbered. Like, he should just leave. So... Maeve's like throughout this whole chapter Maeve's phone's been going off uncontrollably because Bronwyn's texting her whatever but after this incident she gets a text and she's like uh Bronwyn really and she picks up her phone no it's the unknown texter 
And it says, Maeve, you're up next. Text back your choice. Should I reveal a truth or will you take a dare? End of section. Lingering questions. So my first lingering question in all caps is who died at the school? Like, I know we're going to find out, but like, it has to be a character we know, right? Already. So like, maybe nosy girl whose name I can't think of or the girl that made out with no it's gotta be someone who's gonna get dared i don't know like i think someone's gonna get hurt in the that jumping area and like i weirdly think it could be nox that'd be crazy i don't know so we'll see hopefully it's brandon so then my next question is does mave have cancer again because i think she does which would be horrible and sad who is this guy that walked in looking for phoebe because originally i was thinking like someone from the last book but then Maeve would recognize them so I don't know who could be unless it's like ooh, is it Derek could be Derek Derek could be that guy that just walked into the restaurant what will Maeve choose and like truth or dare probably dare I would think but like what would be the truth she'd be worried about getting out because there's no way this person would know she's worried about cancer and even if that got out it's not like the end of the world uh type of rumor and Maeve hasn't hinted at anything that she's embarrassed about. So I don't know. Like I would like maybe take truth and take my chances. So in closing, thank you for listening or watching. If you're watching the video, you can find me on Instagram and Facebook at the Jolly Reader Podcast. Subscribe so you get notifications when there's new episodes. If you're on Apple Podcasts, please leave a review because it helps other crewmates find this podcast. Share with the whole world if you like it. And if you like secondhand embarrassment, stay tuned for the outtakes. I will figure out what I'm doing with the video and upload it and let you know where it's at eventually. So I got to figure out how to edit videos first. So I will talk to you next time for part two of One of Us is Next. Until we sail again, this has been the Jolly Reader. Bon voyage. Hey, you made it to the outtakes. Let's do it. Testing. I already kind of tested this earlier. Ooh, now we're doing video. Okay. I think I got everything rolling. So I'm just going to get into it. <coughs> so there's a train outside my house. I really need to like get the train schedule because I feel like every episode I'm like, there's a train. Okay. Should I like pull it up? I don't know what to do with this video stuff. I will favorites it's not great whatever anyways so there's it says phoebe you're up first back or wait you're up first text back your choice wow okay redo okay so then i have a note in here that says uh okay mid chapter i had to go to an appointment with my therapist i did it on video and <laughs> okay so i have uh anxiety and uh ocd form of anxiety and i said I had to go to a therapist for anxiety and then I get anxious about my appointment about my anxiety. What's wrong with me? <laughs> like, what? That's the worst thing. Treat my anxiety, but I'm really anxious about this. Anyways, it went well. By the way, when I was like yelling uh, as the lunch guy, it made me think of what happened last week. So I dropped my daughter off for school and it was raining and she was panicked because she had to run to the front door and she's only five and a half. 
I had such, a, this can go in the outtakes. I had such a parent moment. I was like, get out of the car. You're going to do great. I love you. But you have to go out in the rain. But have a great day. It was horrible. She was like, she dropped her water bottle in the car and she thought it got ran over by a car. It was a whole thing. Okay. Side funny note aside. Is video editing hard? Because I'm going to have to do it. Help me. <laughs> okay. I am Allie, and you are with me to my mom.